0: Welcome to the Limitless Hairdresser Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. At Limitless, we believe you deserve to live the life of your dreams, and we're here to help you make that happen by bringing you high-vibe educational episodes from myself and leaders in the fields of meditation, personal development, and conscious business practices. We're here to provide you, the beauty professional, with mindful tools and support for an enriched career and life. So plug in and tune out the outside world and let's go on this journey together. Welcome to episode number 46 of the Limitless Hairdresser Podcast. Today I have a special guest, a fellow podcaster. Her name is Kira, and she has a podcast called the Beauty Therapy Podcast. And She specializes in human design reading. So I connected with Kira a while ago through our little podcasting network of hairdressing friends online, and she is so interesting because she works in corporate beauty, and she also has this this kind of side gig that is turning into a full-time gig of reading human design charts. Talk about merging inner and outer beauty happening, people. Woo! So I'm really pumped to be able to bring this episode to you from a perspective of your peer who is diving more into that inner beauty work that is really uh, just incredibly coming to the surface from a lot of hairdressers and beauty professionals. So it'll be really cool for you to hear from a hairdresser perspective ways that human design can work for you. Now, human design is new to me. I had never had my chart read before. And in this episode, I feel a little bit vulnerable because she reads my chart. So all of you will get to know my inner workings. And if you'd like to play along with us, she does go through the different types of human design. So if you download your chart, all you need is your birthday and your birth time, and you can just Google human design charts and get yours. So as she's going through this episode, you can discover some stuff about yourself. Really cool, right? So let's go ahead and hop into this episode. It's a little bit longer than most of the episodes in season two because I wanted Kira to really give us an idea of what human design is, and then she wanted to read my chart. So I was like, heck yes, let's just go ahead and do it so it's kind of like two episodes in one but you will definitely love it so go ahead and plug in tune out the outside world get yourself really into this one because I think you're going to discover some secrets and enjoy going inward with me and Kira on this episode about human design Have you ever listened to the podcast and wished that you could just have a conversation with some friends about what's going on in it or things you discovered or even maybe more questions that you have? Well, I thought about that too and I decided to create a free educational space where all of us can connect and come together, share articles, share inspirations, share stories, and have special guests from the podcast and myself come on and dive deeper into some of these topics that need to be discussed. So I created the Limitless Hairdresser education space on Facebook. It's a free educational platform where anyone who's a beauty professional or you're a fan of Limitless Hairdresser podcast can come all together and chat. So type in Limitless Hairdresser Education Space on Facebook and join today. Next week, I'm going to be having our special guest, Kira, on and we're going to be talking a little bit more into human design. Maybe you can even come on and ask questions about your personal human design and we can take this conversation even farther. So I hope you'll join us at the Limitless Hairdresser Education Space on Facebook. Don't forget to sign up today. And because we want to keep bringing you so much free content, because we want to support you in all the ways that we can on your path and your purpose, if you would take one minute to go over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and leave us a review, we'd be so grateful. It helps us to get more exposure so that we can reach more people and keep this thing growing. If you don't have iTunes and that's not your jam, you can take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and simply share it in your stories. That helps all of your friends to know that you're listening to the podcast. It helps us to spread the love and also lets us see who you are so that we can connect and give you a shout out and give you a follow because we want to connect with you and create this beautiful community. So enjoy this episode and we will see you in the education space. Welcome, Kira, to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so excited to be here.
0: So you don't know who Kira is. She has the Beauty Therapy podcast, and she is a fellow podcaster. And I'm going to have her tell you a little bit about what she's up to and, and the cool things that she's been doing over there in New York City. And then we're going to dive <laughs> into some fun stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I am currently, you know, I have the podcast, which has been so fun to really cultivate this sense of community, meeting up with other like-minded people like yourself who work in the beauty industry and. I think have realized that there's a lot more than just this external layer of beauty that needs to be fulfilled. And I think for people in our industry who who give so much of themselves away, we forget to check back in and make sure that we're, we're being taken care of as well. And so uh, I have found some really exciting modalities and things that I'm into right now. We'll be sharing one of them with you in just a minute. But I think the biggest thing for me is really just Trying to remember to come back and take care of myself, that's probably the most exciting thing that I'm doing right now, is remembering that I have needs and that I need to be checking in with myself every day. And I'm not going to lie, there's been weeks where I have goals to put put an episode out on the podcast, and I know to get to achieve it is going to kill me, so I won't. And that's really unlike me. Normally I just go so, so full into all of my goals and make sure I achieve everything. But right now, like my number one goal is alignment and kind of just making sure that I'm okay. Uh, And, and on the other side of that, I've been on top of the podcast. I work in, I still work in corporate education for hairdressers. That's been a huge passion of mine is to uplift and up level. Uh, But I've branched off into the coolest thing in the entire world, which is called human design. And living my life according to my design, has it's been the biggest game changer. It is the thing at the end of the day that grounds me, that brings me back to me, that makes me remember I have to take care of myself, I have to listen to my gut and follow my passion. And I'd love to share a little bit with you about what human design is. Yes, and, please. Uh, I'm so excited okay, about this. So many people ah. haven't heard of it and don't know and don't know what it is. And I just want to start by saying I became a human design reader totally by accident, but the intention behind when I read charts is the exact same intention that I had behind the chair. It's always about really helping the person that I'm working with know themselves a little bit more love themselves a little bit more and really accept themselves for who they are and i think that's what we all do when we work behind the chair right is we're we're trying to reveal to this person when we spin them around in the mirror give them that big reveal that moment where they they see who they are looking at, and they say, I love them. And that is exactly what human design is. I always think of it, it's like a permission slip to be yourself. It's a permission slip to just love yourself exactly where you're at. So human design actually, Kelly, developed the same year you and I are born, if I can give that really? away. In the pot. Yeah, 1987. Um, it's a combination of so many different types of astrology and practices. So it's traditional astrology, Mm -hmm. it's the I Ching, Chinese astrology, Kabbalah, and the chakra system. And all of that gets merged into one master body graph, they call it, with nine energy centers. And within this nine energy center body, there'll be areas that are open. So energy centers that are open and energy centers that are defined. Our open areas are where we soak in the world the most, where we're kind of like sponges for the energy around us and where we're just the most susceptible to picking up other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our defined centers, these are the ones that are us. This is like really our reliable centers we can always kind of come back to We're always going to make decisions based out of what's defined in us versus what is what's open, right? Um, What we're supposed to be. We're we're meant to make decisions based on what is us. Um, So to to generate a body graph, you simply need your birth time, your birth location, and your birthday. And you can plug it into a website. There's one called mybodygraph.com. There's also jovianarchive.com, which I love. You plug that exact information in, and it's going to spit out a body graph chart. And one of the first things you'll be able to identify when you look at your body graph is your energy type. So there's five different energy types and each type is here to do something really, really different with their energy and exchange energy with the world in a totally different way. And the first one I like to talk about is they're pretty rare. They're less than 6% of the population is our manifestors. And manifestors are like the guys that wrote the book, The Secret, right? Mm -hmm. They have that direct line to the universe. They think of something, they want it, and they're able to just initiate it and make it happen right away. They move a lot quicklier than the rest of us and they just really are so connected. But they also tend to cause a lot of chaos for themselves along the way. So they're really good at manifesting good and often bad things if if they don't really know what they are, if they don't really Mm -hmm. know how to use their power. On the other hand, we have energy creators, which are our generators and manifesting generators. And the generators are here to work, right? They have a defined sacral. So they're their gut center is completely defined, completely lit up, and it's their responsibility to do the work they love, love the work they do, and when they're in their flow, when they're in their their zone doing that work, they are simultaneously lighting the rest of the world up around them. So, for generators, manifesting generators, your only job really is to stay lit. That's what I always say. Just stay lit. <laughs> stay lit. Stay lit. Stay loving the work. Stay stay excited. Um, the manifesting generators differ from a pure generator a little bit in the sense that man gens are a little bit more all over the place. Um, they tend to be a little bit like of an energizer bunny. They shift careers a lot. As long as, like, If they're really listening and they're really tapped in, they're probably shifting what they're doing like every couple of years, maybe every mm-hmm. month even. Um, they're always kind of going down another rabbit hole. Whereas our pure generators have a little bit more of a self-sustaining energy and they can really achieve mastery. Mm -hmm. And then we have our projectors. These are the people who I always describe. They're the birds living in the land of squirrels. So all us generator types were squirrels. We're like working on the ground and the, the projectors are, are really meant to fly up and just look out and see how everything is going. But their whole life they think that they're limited like a generator, so they're on the ground <laughs> trying to work in this way. They get tired, they don't, they don't feel like it's the best use of their energy, they don't feel seen, they don't feel recognized, until one day they realize they can fly. They fly up in the air and they, and they can look down on the generators and go, Oh, I see what you guys should be doing instead of what you're already doing right now. Like, there's better ways to use your energy. There's better ways to live this to live this life, to play this game. So that's a projector. And for a projector to reach that point, it really comes from a place of self-recognition. So they have to kind of full, first recognize themselves and then they're able to jump in the air and lead and guide everybody else. And lastly, we have our reflectors. They are super, super rare. They're less than 1% of the population. Reflectors have a completely open body, so every energy center is open, it's white, and they're really here to soak up everything, every energy, every person around them, and then reflect back to us how we're doing as a society based Hmm. on how that reflector is doing. So back in the day, this was like the old wise woman that would be sitting in the center of the tribe that everybody would come to and and they'd be able to see how they were doing just based off of how she was doing. And they have a lot of work around deconditioning, which we all do, but reflectors certainly have the most work to do around getting rid of all the stuff that's not them. Right. Would that be kind of like an empath? That's like a super super empath, and super, so with <laughs> within our body graph, um, if you're open, if you're open in your solar plexus, I'll oh, right off the bat, I'm going to say you're an empath, and you, Kelly, are. Uh, you're a, you're a very highly intuitive, very empathetic person. I can tell just looking at your chart right now. So. Let's talk about where you fit into all of this. So okay. you are a gen- you are a generator type, um, which if anyone's listened to Kelly's podcast, I'm sure that's stupid because you guys are listening. To it. <laughs> hey guys, uh, what's up? Anybody? Hey, <laughs> uh, anybody that knows that knows you and listen to the work you do, it's it's kind of obvious that you are in your right work and that you are a generator because you are just radiating out positive energy. That it almost feels. Uh, Like tactical like people could 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 touch it right the the energy that you push out and with you being like Really just aligned which is what you're all about right being really aligned in this work Is what's going to elevate you and elevate everybody else around you? So it's exactly what's happening Um, a lot of times what happens for pure generators is they'll feel an urgency to work an urgency to to work the best to work the longest amount of hours uh, and they will <laughs> She's falling backwards. I'm falling
0: backwards because, um, that's not true at all, what? No <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> and you have the double
1: whammy because you're a generator with a defined root center and that root center also gives you energy to do and it gives you energy to get started. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so very, I call your chart bottom heavy, very, very grounding energy from the sacral, from the root center. You have defined spleen, defined sense of self, ego, heart, but to all up top is all open. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly receiving energy and inspiration, constantly pulling down ideas and expectations and questions from other people, mm-hmm. and always pulling in everybody else's emotions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you've got this crazy driver, like, let's keep going, <laughs> like, we got to keep working, 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 working. So So the rituals and modalities you have built for yourself, I have to just give you a pat on the back because you know exactly (laughs) what you're doing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like right now you can't see me or maybe I'll post this later, but I'm holding a huge chunk of um, quartz that is super rare from Peru and it doesn't even have a name. It's so rare. And if you can see it, I don't know if you can see it, Kira it's kind of like a greenish color and it was formed around a volcano so all these little pockets it has all these little pockets in it it was formed around um volcanic activity so there's like actual volcanic ash up into it and i'm just like gripping onto it because it's making me feel (laughs) like i can just take this all in without my my mind going wait what what judgy 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 wait oh my gosh you know
1: (laughs) I love, I love that. I love how well you know yourself and you've built a lot of these tools to help you stay to stay grounded and really this is the key for you. Anytime that you feel yourself getting too heady, know that you're operating from a place that isn't really you. Mm-hmm. And not to say that the inspirations and thoughts and ideas that you pull from the universe and things that come down to you are not beautiful, right? They're, they're amazing and a lot of them are meant to be expressed. It's more when we get into a lot of the questions we ask ourselves, A lot of the things that keep us up, if you have an open head center, which if you guys are pulled up a chart and you're listening along, if you see at the very top of your chart, if that, if that triangle is white, it means that you're open and 70% of the population has an open head. So a lot of the stuff that does that keeps us up, keeps us tossing and turning at night, we have to stop and ask ourselves the question, is this question mine? Who, who am I? Who am I carrying this for? Or is this is this a question that I've created for myself based off of a societal belief, or based off of what I think I air quotes should be doing? Mm-hmm. And I have a huge problem with the word "should." In fact, to me, it's the only swear word that I won't let on my podcast <laughs> uh, because the word "should" is always our head trying to convince our body of something it knows that it doesn't want to do, mm-hmm. and. In your body graph right now, I can tell your decision-making center is your is your gut. So you have what we call sacral authority. And the gut speaks to you in either a feeling of expansion, right? Chest open, heart open. It actually feels like the world is expanding before your eyes. That's a yes, right? Yes, I love this. I feel so expanded. Or in a shrinking back like kind of shoulders curl forward it almost feels like your gut is being pulled back and away from you and ooh no i don't like that it, i feel like i'm going into a tunnel it doesn't feel good so that's one way that it kind of moves physically throughout the body and the other way is through sacral sounds and as i'm talking to you you're doing some of them right now so mhm 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 that's a sacral sound, that's yes, right? And like, uh-uh or mm-mm is, is no. And the funny thing about the sacral sounds is they're used all around the world and we never got together and said mm-mm gonna mean yes and mm-mm is gonna be no, <laughs> we're just, we're born knowing how to do it. And generator types and manifesting generators specifically have a very strong sage girl that's always trying to guide them either towards, is this expansive for me or not? Do I have the energy for this or not? And so we really have to start listening to our guts more. And when we think about it in such broad terms, listening to the gut can be really hard when we ask ourselves questions like, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? If you are a generator type, you can't ask yourself something like that because the gut can't say mm-hmm or mm-hmm to that, right? There's no, it, it can't, fit Still that out. all. Yes or no? Yes. You are. <laughs> but we have to show ourselves things if we want to get a physical reaction because our whole strategy in life as generator types is to respond. So if you want to say we're going to pick out what you want to have for breakfast in the morning. And by the way, guys, this is really important to start somewhere and start really small. You find out you're a pure generator with sacral authority or manifesting generator with sacral authority. You want to start narrowing things down for yourself. So wake up in the morning what do i want to have for breakfast is too broad right do i want to have eggs Mm -mm. do i want to have an apple Mm -mm. do i want to have a banana Mm -hmm. right the gut can never say banana but we have to lead it there by narrowing it down and the more we can make smaller decisions with like either this or this truly the better for us Um, and for you you actually operate a lot better too when things are little bit more on a routine for you. So when we can just help you get into your flow so you can let that mind wander like crazy without actually having to make a million decisions a day. So it's like at breakfast time, I'm going to just at 10 a.m., I'm going to decide am I having a banana or am I having eggs? And those are the decisions I'm going to make and I'm going to move forward. And I'm not going to think about food again until one o'clock. Right. And at lunch, I'm going to decide is it a salad or is it a soup? And then I make that choice and then I move on. Right. So for you, it has to be like, kind of train tracks. You work better when you're able to put yourself on a flow or on a set of train tracks so that way you can have all these wild inspirations and ideas and really focus your energy there. But practicing, listening to your gut response on making really, really, really small decisions truly pays off in the end because what happens is you start to build a trust muscle. So you start off that morning and you have the banana and later at your workout class you feel amazing because you had potassium and everything's like go. Your, your body knew what it needed, right? It's going great. You decide to wear the white shirt today instead of the black one and you feel really expansive you feel really good and you just like you know you were the right thing and that feels good and then you start to use that responding to make greater and bigger decisions and then when it comes to these huge life decisions you're able to make a decision with the snap of your fingers your body is all connected so every energy center in you that's defined is all talking to each other at all times what this means, nobody's ever gonna complete you, sister. So for your 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 husband, your friends, they better add an extreme amount of value because you are you don't need you don't need completing. You're good. You're good. Ah, that's you're funny. one solid unit. You could spend a couple days by yourself and be totally fine, right? So yeah. you're able to talk to yourself. You're able to, with that strong gut, make decisions immediately. And you also have a very strong intuition—dare I say, psychic ability—that kind of comes through for you to guide you as well. So you're—you should feel super empowered to always choose the thing that you want.
0: Yeah. Wow. That is amazing to hear. And I just realized how many times I say, "Uh huh." <laughs> Wow. That's hilarious. Yeah. This is so interesting. So interesting. It's so interesting to hear someone else talk about you and have it resonate so, so deeply because that Mm -hmm. all just sounded so like me. And I, I can notice like the, the, the good and the bad or the, the, you know what I mean? The, The opposites in it too, where, yeah i do have a lot of intuition i do get a lot of psychic downloads i do get a lot of that but sometimes if i'm not conscious about it it's overwhelming mm-hmm. and so it's harnessing all of those things yes to be aware and be like oh yes i have this but learning how to use it or manage it is is the is the, the big part
1: yeah, and it's always it's always about creating that space and getting out of your head as much as possible. I know you're so big into meditation and practice yoga and all of those rituals like I said earlier that you've put in place are amazing for you because they really do allow you to tap in and Particularly looking at your body, I love seeing you in movement uh, because you have this defined root center that's always giving you energy. And so if the day, if we've hit four o'clock and you've been sitting at your computer all day and you haven't moved yet, we better bet you're going to have a ton of anxiety, lots of thoughts coming up, questioning everything in your life. And it's like, actually, no, I just didn't move. And this happens to me as well, I like on a snow day or something, I'll, I'll forget, <laughs> and I'll be like laying on the couch, like, I'll keep watching Netflix, I, I deserve it, like, they're snowing out, I can't do anything, and like, 4.30 rolls around, and I'm like, what am I doing with my life? It's not like, what did I do with today? It's the, the whole life, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is like exasperated, and... <laughs> all we got to do, honestly, we got to drop and do like 10 push ups, and immediately it starts to go away. Yes. It's like letting a little air out of a balloon. So, for all my friends with defined roots, it's really important that you move that body. And if you're having trouble dropping in and you feel like you can't meditate, it's just because you got too much going on. Move first, and then you'll meditate. Or just start by going for a really long walk and allow your brain to dump out while you're walking, and that will. Be like a meditation on its own. So really important to move.
0: to move, And I'm sure you probably already do that. I do. But, you know, even hearing you say it, I'm like, yeah, that is it. Because sometimes we just do things because it's what our intuition tells us. And we don't even realize what we're doing, it just, we're just like, okay, I'm better now, but yeah, it totally is a movement thing, like getting into the body, staying in the body, staying grounded. Um, I've been, been doing a shape-shifting yoga is what I just got trained in. And one of the things that I'm going to be teaching at some of my workshops is the five Tibetan rites. Mm. Have you ever heard of that? It's, no. it's just five, very five, really simple, distinct movements that the Tibetan monks started doing that give them everything that they need. So if you're tired, it wakes you up. If you're too wired, it calms you down. If you're hungry, it makes you feel full. If you feel too bloated, it helps you feel alleviated. It just, yeah, it gives you everything that you always need. And it's five really distinct movements. And I started doing those every day because for the last probably two years, I've sat in meditation (laughs) so Mm -hmm. much that I almost (laughs) put myself out of balance Mm -hmm. because I was so out there Mm -hmm. that I needed and so I started asking I'm like I need I need more yoga I need a teacher I need someone who could help me and then you know when the student's ready the teacher appears and poof poof there here comes my teacher and so one of the things that I've adopted from her is the five Tibetan rites and wow Super simple. Anybody, you can Google it if you want, t- Five Tibetan rights and do them yourself at home. But that movement, <laughs> it's funny you say that, has completely changed my life in the last couple of months mm-hmm. because I was starting to feel like my energy was stagnant and mm-hmm. not flowing. And then things start to, to happen in my life that, that are speaking that, <laughs> like my computer not working and like things not going my way, just out of flow and out of balance. And yeah, moving my body has definitely been, and being in nature, just like being outside mm-hmm. for sure.
1: I definitely need to Google those when, when we're done. Cause I would love some quick, some quick movements. I've been trying to force my, knowing how I operate, I'm similar to you. I have open head and, and defined root. And so we need to move and we also need to go out to be inspired. We can't really brainstorm sitting at our desks or just like tapping a pen to paper. Like mm-hmm. you might expect. Experience this you're out you have so many ideas you can't wait to like just sit down and like log them all and then you get down there and you're like what
0: (laughs) What wait wait, what was all that I just had a multi-million dollar idea and I just saved the earth and now I don't know any of it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally
1: yeah because we receive an in- inspiration so we need to be out and and one of the worst things we can do and it, and this is for anybody one of the worst things we can do is really try to push through some of these natural resistance that come up for us because they are there for a reason and I, I do want to say that Kelly what we're, we're talking about today in your chart this is your chart specifically and a lot of these Things will reign true for some generators, and for other people, they might have the exact opposite of what we're saying right now. Um, there's definitely people in the world that don't need to move the way that we do, or that actually have a defined head and they can sit and, and journal and be alone, and they love they love that. And- This is the coolest thing about understanding your chart specifically is that A, you begin to recognize your differences. I really truly see your differences and it's kind of like feeling like, wow, like the universe had a plan for me because they made me exactly the way I am. That's how I felt when I read it. I felt like I was coming home to something I already knew. And then on the other side, apart just from recognizing ourselves, we start to understand that this unique difference inside of us will not exist in the world if we allow ourselves to be homogenized. And so it's not about conforming mm-hmm. and it's not about fighting through that thing that our body is telling us it needs. It's actually about leaning into it and seeing what it's all about. Get up and go for that walk. If you feel like you can't sit still, I bet you on that walk, you're going to get the idea that changes the whole game or you might get that distance or separation to come back and look at something with a brand new perspective. If you're feeling like you don't want to be in the salon that you're at anymore, or in the job that you're in anymore, you know that you're meant for more like that comes from a reason. Probably it's the wrong it's either it's either three things right if you're a generator type or really anyone and you're unhappy in your work it 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 could be the work but it could also be the environment right is the second thing or or the people you work with and then thirdly could just be like the amount of time or the way that you're being asked to use your time is not the best fit for you so for projector types they're really best when they work around three hours a day so they could be in totally the right work, but they could just be trying to put in that nine to five or you know a 10, a 10, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. hour at the salon, and that could be really wrong for them. Is the work right? Absolutely, but their, their hours need to change a little bit so that they can be more effective. And so that's really what it's all about. It's really kind of about figuring out how do I get into my best flow and everything that I share with you today and and for everyone listening, human design is all about an experiment. Like I'll give you some strategies that I want you to practice and then you try them out. I really mean this. I don't care if you believe in it. I don't want anyone to believe in anything. I want you guys to try it, see if it works. And then if it works, just keep doing it. And dive deeper and try more things and so for you Kelly what your what your tasks will be um, is journaling do you journal
0: oh yeah
1: every day yes beautiful okay great so you're already on that one so you're already living so much in your alignment so open heads it's about journaling it's about dumping out our brains if you can do it first thing in the morning like a Julia Cameron artist way style right three pages just get it out I find page one page two it's usually a whole lot of it's usually a whole lot of bull, right? It's all other people's stuff. We're still filtering. By the time we get to that third page, we're really hearing from our own souls. We're really able to connect in. And it's not about writing something beautiful that we're going to want to come back and read later. I don't even read it. Just dump it out. Just dump out your brain. Untangle it. Untangle your thoughts from everybody else's thoughts. And then you start with a fresh slate. The second thing for you, because you have open Ajna and you're And your third eye is that you're meant to be exactly the way you are in terms of your perspective. And I don't want you to have to feel the pressure to conform or choose a side or really ever have to see things black and white. We live in a very black and white data-driven world. It's like it's this way or this way. You're this or you're that. For you, actually, you're kind of more of a devil's advocate kind of girl. And it's totally okay for you to say, I don't know what side I want to take on that one. I can see both and I'd like to explore them. I kind of see you as the facility. Facilitator of uh of explaining both sides, right? And 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 allowing both realities to still exist. And that's that's an important one for you all. The other the other part for you is your emotional center, your solar plexus. And I'm willing to bet if I did a case study hairdressers, I find that more than 75% of them have an open solar plexus. We are the emotional we suck every we suck it all in, right? We feel it all. And Being in such close radius to clients every single day, I mean, our aura goes out three feet in every direction, right? And our client's aura goes out three feet into every direction. So we can pick stuff up just by them sitting in our chair before we start to touch them. But never mind, we lay our hands on them. We're just picking up everything that they've got. And when you're open emotionally, what tends to happen is you absorb and then amplify. So we tend to feel the emotion sometimes three times stronger than the person who's actually even having the emotion in general. So our work is around energy clearing and also This is the tough one and this is my hardest one. I mean, I think I'll be 99 years old when I finally master this. We have to learn to stand in our truth and face confrontation at all costs. It's the confrontation and the truth that we run from because we don't believe that we can stand in the emotional repercussions of letting somebody else down or speaking our truth because what would that mean for them? It is this lifetime, it's a, it's lifetime work. It's lifetime, but we can start really small. If we order food and the food comes wrong at the table, we can tell our server it's not the right thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> and watch, watch as nothing happens. Watch as yeah. they're like, great, I'll get you the other one. Like nobody cares. That's the thing. And as I've started working through some of these confrontations and slowly speaking my piece, I watch, I sit back and I notice that the majority of the people are unaffected. It's me who anticipates that it's going to be the end of the world. Like I feel like I'm dropping down a black hole of death if I have to share that I can't go to that party on Friday. And the person doesn't really care. Miss you. Love you. It's fine. Do what you need to do. Right? Totally. So, So how do we really start to untangle in these open areas? That's really the work. And then your number one job, Kelly, number one above all is that you have to stay lit up. Stay lit stay stay excited about the work that you're doing and if you're feeling like okay I'm really feeling really drained right now just go back to those four those three pillars like is it is it the work like am I am I feeling called to different work is it the environment or maybe say the people or or is it the, the amount of time that I'm putting into it is it just too much for me right now and do I need to minimize that frequency and and by the way within time within that pillar I also I also put uh, financial exchange in there too because we know find financial money right it's 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 the strongest energetic currency that we have and so money means I'm exchanging this for your time so if our prices aren't right and we feel like we're working too much and receiving too little then the exchange of our work is not going to feel right either so that can actually be a huge shift if you take a look at your prices and ask yourself am I getting enough you know, and, and maybe I raise my prices and I lose five clients, but guess what? It's fine. Cause I just made up for them and I'm working less. Mm-hmm. And now I have time for new people to come in. Right. So really, really looking and honoring at that. If you are a generator type or, or any type, really making sure that those three things are aligned for you is like the key.
0: Wow. This is amazing.
1: I love it. <laughs> I have one <laughs> less thing to share with yeah. you. Which I think you'll find exciting. Okay. Within our within our energy uh, type, right, that tells us how we're meant to exchange energy with the world. So yours, as a generator, have to respond, right? Be narrowed down so you have something to respond to, and you're supposed to listen to your gut, right? That's it. Listen to your gut. Drop the word should from your vocabulary and start to tell yourself, I want. When you say the word I should uh, work for the next three days in a row straight without taking a day off, your body goes, Well, sure. I guess. I don't know. Maybe you should. If you say I want to work for the next three days and not take a day off, your body has an opportunity to actually react. And it can be like, no, I don't want to do that, right? And there's times where we say, I should do this or I should do that. And we we genuinely want to do the thing that we say we should do. Like an example could be, I should go to the gym right now. I want to go to the gym right now. Actually, yeah, because that's going to make me feel amazing. Or I want to go grocery shopping right now because I I want to have groceries for the week. And it's going to feel really nice to be all set up tomorrow morning when I wake up and I have my coffee and I have my fruit and I'm ready to go. So there are sometimes truth to the word should, but I'm going to say 75%, 80%, I'm making these percentages up. For me, 95% of the time, I don't want to do the thing I'm telling myself I should do. It's the world that's making me think I need to. So that's the other open head piece. Last thing I want to tell you, energy type is energetically interacting there's our profile. And your profile is how you're kind of meant to move through the world. It's kind of like the costume that you wear or the trajectory of your life. Yours is called an opportunist role model. So on the surface, we all see you as this very uh, bubbly, vivacious, networking person who loves to connect with other people for you it's all about your community in fact people in your community will usually lead you to more people in your community will lead you to all the jobs that you have the customers the clients that come through for you it's all about connection Mm -hmm. and when somebody knows you personally it's a lot easier for you to do business to bridge that gap to reach them so having a podcast putting yourself out on your Instagram account with like videos of you is actually a really good way for people to feel like they're entering into this community of you and get and getting to know you more. The second side of you is the role model. And the role model is so cool. The role model lives her life in three different phases. So phase one is zero to 30 years old or right around your Saturn return. And in phase one, this is the time that you go through shit. This is like the really hard times. Felt that. Zero to 30, yep. This is is the time where you figure
0: out how to live life. I love being almost 33. Isn't it amazing? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you, universe. Because the other stuff kind of (laughs) sucked. It was awesome, thank you, but
1: (laughs) we needed it. Right? Needed it. It's the the lessons. Here we are. Oh yeah. Uh it's the lessons that you pick up. It's what you learn about about the answer to the question. And and you're in your chart um, specifically. You're always asking yourself the question: Is life worth living? Right. That's that comes from Gate Twenty Eight. It's is life worth living, and you have to Thanks, explore. Gate Twenty
0: Eight.
1: <laughs> you have to explore the depths of like, of like. Actually, no. This is shitty. No. Yeah to get to the most highest enlightened version of yes. And that's what happens. Gate 28 swings like a pendulum. It'll swing you so far back, and then it will swing you off the charts into the furthest enlightenment. And it's it's your responsibility every day to call out to the universe. Like, hey, look, I'm swinging towards the light. Like, I'm good, I know what's there. I'm not going back. I'm so forward, I'm so in the light. When you catch yourself in those like patterns yeah. of thinking, just like, oh yeah, like I already did that. And that's actually what the second phase about being a role model is all about. Phase one's about going through it. Phase two they call getting up on the roof of your life. It happens around 30 years old. You climb up on the roof of your life and what do you do? You sit back, you look out, and you fall in love with life again. You fall in love with yourself. You're able to learn by watching other people. Whereas before 30, it was all about I have to experience everything in order for it to have happened to me. If it didn't happen to me, then I don't know what it's like or feeling really disconnected to things that have nothing to do with you. Where after 30, it's like, nope, I'm good. I can learn from every experience. I don't have to go through that hard time to know the answer to, to their question. I can watch and learn. It's where you study a new practice, which I know you just did, um, completing your yoga training a study, you go inward and you learn so much about life. And this phase will last as long as it needs to, but traditionally until you're around 50 years old. And at 50, you step into the final role model, which is the person who's lived through it. And then the person who's fallen back in love with life and figured out really the wisdom of how to live. And those two merge together and they create this amazing role model. And this is your time to be a big speaker, to write a book, to host for treats. And like I said, it can happen a lot earlier, you stay on the roof as long as you need to. But when you're truly aligned and you're truly back in love with with yourself again, and really truly just just good, you're so good. People already start seeing you this way. In fact, our communities often see us as the role model long before we recognize. Like, oh yeah, I guess I'm I guess I am in that phase already. Interesting. Um, and and one other last thing about role model, I feel I have the same same one as you, the same path, and uh, I feel like. At a young age, there's a lot of pressure on the role model because she always knows where she's headed and She sees herself there and then she has to snap back into the reality and it's the contrast of not having the thing that she thinks she should have now or wondering if it's gonna come that causes her a lot of a lot of sadness and a lot of questions like is it ever gonna come is it ever gonna come? Because we feel it in our hearts and then it and then it isn't there yet. And so my advice for you and anyone who sees a four-six on their profile is it's coming, it's coming. Like whatever phase you're in, you're meant to be in this phase right now. And there's nothing that you need to do. Nothing you need to do at this point right now. We just need to receive, we just need to be open to receive. It's not like we gotta hustle harder. Of course, like when opportunities show up, we have to say yes and make ourselves available. But we don't, we're us doing exactly what we're doing right now is putting us on that path.
0: Wow. This is fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) I love this so much. Wow. So interesting. Huh. That is so cool. It's so interesting to hear you talk about stuff like this because it's so. Well, I mean, you have a podcast called the Beauty Therapy Podcast, which is for people who are providing service to others in beauty. So obviously, you already have that figured out. But it's just what it's like blowing my mind how valuable knowing this stuff is, engaging with other people. Yeah. You know, like, wow, wow, it's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. I really hope, thank you. I really hope to bring this uh, to our industry and to, yeah. uh, to have every, everybody understand where where am I susceptible, where am I open and how do I take care of myself in that area um, versus blame myself which is a lot of times what we do. We'll hold it in, we'll, we'll struggle with it, we'll get frustrated from ourselves that we're feeling this way and little do we know our solar plexus is open or, or our spleen is open or our, our ego is open and this is why we feel this way and so my favorite thing about about human design because it takes a long time to decondition, right? Like it's it's going to, it takes years. They say seven years is the t- average time it takes for somebody to completely integrate and decondition and, and really live from their open centers. Like it's truly open and not live, not living in a conditioned way, but being able to call it out, being able to say, oh, okay, I, that's what this is right now and it's not me. I'm acting not myself if I if I go down this path and so I'll, I'll be with it say it's an emotion that comes up right and and you know okay I'm open emotionally I was actually having a fine day I came to work and all of a sudden I have severe anxiety I want to cry something just feels really wrong with me and I don't know what it is okay that's probably my solar plexus that picked this up from a client or that's probably my solar plexus that picked this up from my boss who's having a really bad day so I know that. So it's not me and I'm gonna be with it right now. It's a passenger in my car, but I'm not gonna let it drive me. I'm gonna be able to put some, a little wedge between me and that feeling, right? And this can happen with our root center, might be causing us a ton of anxiety. We sat, we had so much emails to do, we did laundry, we never got for our walk or our yoga, and it's nine o'clock at night and we're our head is spinning and we're like, oh, it's my root center. <laughs> That's all it is. So it just creates space. It creates it creates a little space and it allows us to forgive ourselves for uh, some of the the tendencies or patterns that we used to maybe would have gotten caught up in, and 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 that to me is one of the most powerful places we can all start is just calling out where we're not, and if we're gonna own all the incredible things that that we are, then we we should own what isn't us too and yeah. say. That's that's not me and and I get it and it's here with me right now and then with working through practices like you talk about in yoga and breath work and crystals and salt baths everybody should do a salt bath or at least keep like a pink uh, pink Himalayan sea salt in your shower and I scrub every single night I can't even do my hair because I'm always in the shower I'm always like jumping in at the end of a day like just rubbing it all over my body because it t- totally helps me decompress emotionally. And you start to find all these little practices that serve you and really support the system that you're designed to be in.
0: I love that. Wow. That's so awesome. Thank you so much, Kira. Of it, course. It just feels so good to know this and just, wow, you have so much enthusiasm around it. So I feel like, Oh my God, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> we could talk about it all day. Actually. I know <laughs> this would be so much fun to have you, um, come in the collective or something. We should talk about that. Have I you come love that. In, try something out, like do some readings or something. We could do like live readings or something like that. That yeah. would be cool. Get people kind of interested and engaged. So do you do one-on-one coaching is that what you do with human design work with yeah. Do you work only with hairdressers do you work with it? everyone anyone so i have i have a really
1: funny clientele i work with a lot of people in the beauty industry and hairdressers and i also have a kind of a broad clientele that goes across the world um i do a lot of work in saudi arabia as well nice. which has been really really interesting and because i connect digitally it's just been really powerful i, I met a woman over there about a year and a half ago and she has passed me off to the community and, and they are doing really brave and beautiful work and, and and to empower the women over there and to also speak with the men and, wow. and help them shift uh, their perspective a little bit has been really liberating. In fact, one of my clients just led the first ever yoga retreat in Saudi Arabia and I'm so proud of her.
0: That's so amazing.
1: Yeah, and it's, she's a manifester and so we just kind of walked through her strategies of how to make it happen and, and she did and she's attributing so much of it to knowing her human design which makes me like to cry because it's so beautiful um but yeah i love i love working one-on-one and um, i do events as well local events around new york city right now but definitely the goal is to make this bigger um to, to tack to tack on to other education events that are happening for hairdressers for the beauty industry i think we can really dial this in and make it very specific uh to hairdressers and really talking about that that energy cleansing owning what's yours knowing what's coming in and how to manage it working in an industry where you're so close to other people all the time.
0: For sure. Wow. Well, thank you so much for doing this. This is just amazing. We really appreciate it. It was so fun. I'm so glad we got to
1: do it. And I've been, you know, following you and your journey and, and I secretly love to look at someone's chart after I know a little bit about them. I'm (laughs) like, Oh, I can't see what's inside. (laughs) Were you surprised?
0: No, are not surprised.
1: No, no, the, uh, my only question was, were you a manifesting generator or a generator? Cause you are so multifaceted, but when I looked at your chart and I saw how open you are as a generator, I said, okay, that's why she pulls in so much inspiration. And, 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 and by the way, all the types are amazing. There's no, there's no, uh, type I'd ever wish somebody was or wasn't, but a, a generator I just love because when they are in their right work, that aura and the vibe and the love it's the warmest aura like you just want to snuggle in it like when you're around a generator who's happy you're just like can I sit on your lap (laughs) because (laughs) I just want I want to be in that space with you and and that is a, a very specific to the generator types that actually give out that vivacious warm like very welcoming aura so I had a feeling with you
0: yeah it's interesting being being a generator Now that I know that I am one, because it took me a while to find my work. You know, Mm -hmm. it's taken a long time to find out what that is and a lot of resistance too, because the questioning, right? Like you said, should or shouldn't, or giving myself two options, I would go, is this the right thing? And it's like, I don't know, is it? Is it? Is it? Should we do this? Should we do that? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so overwhelming until one day. I just totally surrendered to all of it because when I did decide I was going to start sharing my own spiritual journey and through meditation and yoga and all of the amazing stuff I've learned from my teachers I was like do I do this with hairdressers do I do this in the beauty industry do I do I stop being a hairdresser like whoa, whoa, whoa whoa what do I do but I knew that that's what I needed to do And then once I had that figured out where I was like, well, this is going to be weird and it's going to be hard. And people have said interesting things to me. I'm sure you've gotten some (laughs) interesting Mm -hmm. things too. Like, you know, woo woo, am I a witch? Stuff like that, Mm -hmm. weird stuff. And, uh, you know, some of that's hard, but being so grounded in the truth, like you're saying is it makes it so much easier because when you really start doing it and acting on it and putting it out there and actually shining it. So many people start drawing towards you who are in complete alignment and they need that. They need maybe, maybe they're a different kind of human design that needs to be like shown, shown something or, you know, given that validation or something like that. And it's become a fun game to me now. I'm like, how much of myself can I be? How can I just keep being more me? How can I keep, and what does that look like? And how does that feel? So it's been really fun. So thank you so much for sharing with me a little bit more about me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I
1: said, you're already so aligned and and you've already been, without even knowing it, subconsciously putting so much of of this design to practice. And now you can just do it with a little bit more permission, right? A little bit more like a declaration of like, whoa, I didn't go for my walk today. Everything has to stop because if I don't, I'm going to be a monster. Whereas before we can be like oh, I'll accommodate. I don't know I don't know why or I don't know what. So I'll I'll, I'll accommodate. I'll, I'll deal. And now when we do have to deal, we're like, "Oh, this is this is it. This is what I'm yeah. dealing with." Does that, that, aware- make sense?
0: Yeah, that awareness? Yeah, that awareness is, is huge. It's huge, especially for people who are so go go go. Um I can get that confused where, yeah, maybe I just need to move, but I'm not really certain of that. So maybe I'll eat. And I don't really need to be eating. <laughs> I need to maybe go for a walk. <laughs> yeah, You know, it's like, I need something. I'm not sure what it is. And so I just kind of, um, it's kind of like, I always use the reference when you look at your closet and you haven't put any of your clothes away in like two weeks and it's just so much and you look at it and you can't even focus on one of the things because you can't only look at all of it. That's how I sometimes feel when I'm not staying, um, staying grounded, staying into into my awareness, I get so all over the place. Probably that open headspace. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think that's why, too, you said like when you were just meditating for too long, it was like bringing because you're so open.
0: Yeah. I was that like, you weren't you weren't here. I'm not right? on earth right now. We need to reel <laughs> it in. No one can relate to me i I've, I've completely disconnected from the rest of humanity, we gotta reel this thing in. So that's when I, I was like, I need to go. I, I literally said one day, I need to go to a yoga teacher training. Mm-hmm. And then I started looking because I also just like want things to happen really quickly. So I started looking really hard and like quote unquote, trying so hard, mm-hmm. and nothing was coming. So I felt a little chaotic. And then the day that I just quit, here it is. And so mm-hmm. it's that sweet surrender. Just got to relax, yeah. lean into it. Yeah. Everything's in Leave perfect space. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Some space. yeah. <laughs> you need to receive and we're, we're meant to be on the, in the yin energy and the receptive mode right now. And a lot of times we try to control it too much. And as a, as a generator, it's, it's good for you to do a, a little research or to feel something external so you can respond. Because when you respond, that's when you get the green lights and that's when the universe can send that thing in through you, right? So if it's just an idea that sparks, it's like waiting until somebody else brings it up and, oh yeah, I like the way that feels or seeing it on a billboard or whatever, like whatever your sign might be to like, oh yeah, I'm in now. But when we have an idea as generator types and then we have an idea and we just try to go for it, it never works. That's like the universe never works with us in that way. It's always like thinking of it, waiting to respond to it, and then we have the green light to go ahead and make it work.
0: I love that. That's a great way yeah. to look at it. I'm yeah, do that. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, now. try it out. <laughs> add it to your add it to your list of experiments. Yes, yeah, seriously. I know life is just a big experiment, isn't
1: it? So true.
0: All right. Well, Kira, thank you so much. I so appreciate you coming on and doing this and we'll put all of Kira's links below so you can check the show notes, check out human design, maybe book an appointment with her. I'd love to hear about your experience too. So tag us or send us a little message if, if you get to find out what yours is. Cause I'm now I'm curious. I want to know everybody's.
1: <laughs> I know. Right. Once you find out, you're like, I, <laughs> I
0: need to know. Yeah. So awesome. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much. It was yeah. so nice to, to see you and to, and to yes. be on the podcast. Such an honor.
0: All right. Thanks, Kira.
1: Thank you. Bye. Bye.